You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barrett and uh, thank you, first of all, for just showing up. And as always, we're just going to give you the opportunity, give us the opportunity, give all of us the opportunity to learn from some of the best that have done some cool stuff. Today, I bring in Dr. Bill Crinzy, great friend of mine, great client of ours, who just got off of PPOs. And he chronicles his journey and the mindset and his fears and what he did. Did he send a letter? Did he not send a letter? What happened with his team? What happened with his patients? What he's doing now? He shares all of those details as I had them here in the studio. It is fantastic. So hope you guys enjoy the episode. We'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. Like, uh, this is a special day for me. So I've got Dr. Bill Crinzy in here, who I've known you for a long time. Sure have. I knew you, or actually, we didn't know each other well, but prior to the dental consulting days, because I was just talking about Bob Pop, Pop. gave me my first dental opportunity, and I I actually had hair back then. And so (laughs) then I disappeared for a little while, went into dental consulting, came back, met you, and um, you've done an amazing job. And so if you're listening to the podcast today, I want you to hear this, like, Bill's a good human being, like great human being. He's got an awesome practice and we're going to chronicle your journey in dentistry. And today we're going to be talking about your jump away from PPOs. Sounds good. Okay. Now this is like a personal thing for you. I want you to talk. First of all, I want people to know who you are. So like, tell them who Dr. Bill Crinzy is. Who are you? Oh, geez. Who's Bill? Uh, Bill Crinzy, man of faith, married to his wife, uh, Gina, for 36 years. Yeah. Got four wonderful children, four wonderful granddaughters with a fifth grand son on the way. Wow. Uh, we're excited about that. Uh, my two daughters work in the practice with me. Uh, been practicing for 36 years in New Berlin, Wisconsin, a suburb of Milwaukee. Uh, just excited about dentistry still after 36 years. I love it. That's pretty cool. 36 years, still excited. Yeah. And so, you know, your practice, how'd you describe your practice? Like you have, you have two other dentists in your practice. Correct. Correct. So describe it. So we're a a general family practice. I have two wonderful partners, uh, Sarah Cornell and uh, Tara Gerner. 
Uh, Tara's been with us since uh, 2015, and and Sarah's been with us since 2007. Uh, Wonderful partner. Each one of us have a a gift of how we manage or lead the practice. Uh, I'm kind of the CFO. Sarah's kind of the CIO. She's the information techie guy, and then uh, Tara takes care of all the uh, HR stuff, so she's the COO. So between the three of us, we, uh, we meld together pretty good. It's, it's, I, I'm so blessed right now, Kurt. It's wonderful. Yeah. I'm so happy for you, buddy. Yeah. And I, you know, if you're listening and you're a young dentist or a mature dentist, this is a big deal. You know, the PPO journey. Can you just talk yeah. about this? You're sure. pretty involved in dentistry. Like yeah. why is the PPO journey important in dentistry? right now? Well, I, I mean, it's, it's taken over. I mean, it, it, there's a definite divide right now. And so you're either going to go with uh, the PPO, the corporate side and you're, or you're going to try to stay your mom, pa, um, shop and that's kind of where we're at you know back in 2005 when uh you know i'm i don't know if i want to say that i'm going to say it dixie, dixie dental okay approached us and uh you know back then uh, it was a good deal to, to to get on board and network because uh their fees were our fees and it mm-hmm. was wonderful and it was it was all great and then each year things got a little less a little less on their reimbursement side and uh, and then it started getting kind of scary, and then we started working hard, and patients were coming in left and right, and just kind of frazzled in the practice, yeah. and uh, you know not working hard, but not making it a lot. So right. we had to kind of refocus. Yeah, and so you know you're also you love continuing education. Absolutely, you, you've been out spear, you've been all yep. those kinds of things. Your practice has grown, and so take us through the evolution from Dixie. Like, and, and uh, as your practice grew, did you add more? Sure. To uh, you know, back in 2007 when we started, we, we had a pretty good sized practice, uh, and it was pretty much got to about 45% of our practice was uh, with, we'll call it Dixie Dental. Okay. And, uh, uh, you know, it was okay. We did have a a large staff uh, and we were kind of spinning our wheels and we, we actually approached you guys and did some work with you with Mm -hmm. ACT and got our systems in order, but still we were, you know, we were just just in the fog and uh it wasn't it wasn't what we wanted to do and then covid hit and then we said all right you know we were shut down here in wisconsin for 10 weeks Mm -hmm. and uh by the governor so at that time i sat down with my two partners and i said this is time to pull the plug and at that time we had 45 percent of our practice was you know, um, basically a DSO and we were in network and it was time to pull the plug. So we sent some, uh, the letter to the, to the dental insurance company saying we're out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we were afraid, uh, okay. I, obviously I I'm the mature guy in the practice. It didn't affect me as much as Tara was only been, had been out only five years. She was real nervous about it. And, uh, uh, Sarah kind of middle of the road, she's been out, you know, almost 15. So that's, she was like, okay, I know it's time, but, you know, gosh, it, it, it was scary. So, yeah. you know, we were worried about losing patients. We were worried about losing revenue. Um, and we were worried about losing staff. Yeah. And that was a big thing because we had a great staff. We had about 22 people in our, uh, 22 team members, and, they, you know, they're all wonderful. But when COVID hit, we knew when we came back, we had to get rid of some people. Yeah. And that kind of helped facilitate the fact that we knew we were going to be downsizing when we when we pulled the plug, mm-hmm. and uh, we did. 
Yeah. And, uh, but that helped us, you know, just get leaner. Yeah. Yeah. So, so going to the a little bit more basic, you know, fundamental fears of your team, you know, cause a lot of times you, you're going to have to communicate with your team a lot about what this is all about. What did you say to them? Like wow. what? It, so you came back and obviously COVID screwed things up for everybody. I mean, there were things I wanted before COVID after COVID. I was like, no, not anymore. That really galvanized like where you were at in your career. And you obviously had to communicate something to your team. What'd you say to right. them when you came back? Well, that's a great question, Kurt. Uh, you know, the staff was kind of looking to do it even before COVID hit. You know, really? they were they they were they knew things were kind of hectic, and they were like, "Let's let's get this together." You know, mm. um, we were spinning, but you know, there, we weren't hitting bonus as much as we were back when we first signed on, and things were. You know, not they weren't they were seeing that things weren't great, so they were they were all in on it. Uh, yeah. So they weren't as much as afraid as the leadership was. <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, yeah. It, so that's what I think. That's one of the lessons yeah. here is that you're you're thinking that your team's yeah. going to freak out, but if yeah. they're if if you're doing the right things and you're poised right. to do this, they're right. going to push you, right? And did yeah. they push you? They pushed, and you know, about eighteen months before COVID, we 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 started posturing ourselves to do it. Obviously, we started identifying what percentage of our practice was right. in network. And uh, we had a way of, um, with our, our, our practice software, we would identify the people who were in network by capitalizing everybody's, all the first names and last names of the patients that were in network. Okay. So in the morning huddle, we could identify how many patients a day that, you know, were in network. 45% today, 33% today, 56% today. Wow. So like, you know, wow, this, you know, everybody was actually, you know, seeing the factual amount of how, how many patients were in network. Right. So at that point, uh, you know, that was how we started. And then we started maybe one or two patients. We would start having a little bit of discussion about, you know, what we might be thinking about um, leaving. You know, they're, they're not letting us have a personal relationship with you. They're interrupting, uh, you know, the care that we can give you. And, you know, that kind of conversation we had yeah. with our patients. And we, did, we, we couldn't have it all the time. So, yeah, if one thing, the hygienists were afraid that we were going to run behind if we we're going to have this conversation with every patient, you right. know. Right. So, obviously, that kind of is a discussion that we'd have in a team meeting. But for the most part, um, you know, that was how we got started. Okay. With the, and, the, and the fears kind of just kind of, Dissipated. The only thing that happened after we got going was um, you got to have some thick-skinned people in the yeah. admin area because you will get some patients. You will get some patients that will get a little bit uh, frustrated with what, why did this happen? What happened? Okay, go back to this because okay. this is a big All deal because right. a All lot right. of people. You know, I told you we 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 had fifty doctors in here a couple of weeks ago, and so yep. you know it's really fun to watch this dynamic because forty percent of them are off of PPOs. 60% of them are still getting off PPOs and it's not like a, Oh, it's an easy thing. Like you deal with a lot of stuff. Right. So one of, so I want you to talk about a couple things. Go back right. to that. Sorry. What's the in, inherent fear for a lot of people that are listening? Like when you, I mean, Bill, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a big percentage. That is. What's your fear? Like, d distill it for us. People what? aren't going to like me. <laughs> no, but you don't understand. I'm in New Berlin, Wisconsin. <laughs> like, it's different here. People don't have yeah. money, right? Yeah, they do. And they'll go down the street, though. But for the most part, there are a lot of patients that, you know, if, if insurance didn't cover their treatment, 
they weren't going to have it done. And okay. we tried. I mean, we knew that was us and how we presented. We had to, we had to create that value for the for the for the treatment that we were doing for patients. Right. But still, there's still that small percentage of patients that'll just say, if they're not paying for it, I'm not going to do it, and they'll go down the road to, to a net, in-network person. Yeah. Okay. Now keep. I want to keep staying on okay. this road. All right. So as you're talking to patients, I know I bounce around. No, no, no. I love it. I love it. I'm. I'm I bounce around more than anybody. Oh, I know. <laughs> Because I love this journey. Um, so, okay, so now you're talking to patients, you're talking to them in hygiene. Your first thought is they're going to get really upset and they're just going to walk out. Like, give us a little glimpse of what, how did they react? Face-to-face and via letter, how did they react? Well, uh, face-to-face, uh, most people were, were pretty accepting, you know, because they didn't want to confront at that point. They had to take it home and digest it a little bit, I think, okay. before. And then if they weren't going to stay with us, they just wouldn't let us know. Okay. And so, you know, on this journey, the first week is probably pretty freaky for everybody. Everyone? Very much. How, very much. So, how, how long before you get out of the freaky stage? Uh, six months. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say this and tell me if this is true. Yeah. You never the panic never goes away 100%. You're always there's always a, true? Now you can argue with me. I don't want you to agree with me. Yeah. Like there's always a little bit of cuz I've had many people go off of insurance and they say this, does it ever go away? Like and I go what? Like you got a little bit of like am I doing the right thing here? You know, is that true for you or not? Maybe I guess so. Once we got all our existing patients to come through the cycle once and they they know the policy now, that was where the fear was with me. I didn't want right. to lose those existing patients. How dare them? They, they, right. they were my buddies. You know, I had some friends that left, you know, so we, we had 20 percent leave and that, you know, that's what they told us was going to happen. And that's exactly what happened. I've, my numbers, I think, pre-OON, pre um, uh, we were about 5,800 5, active patients, and we're down to, we were down to 4,400. Okay, so you lost this. You, you, 20%. 20%. Yeah. Okay, now go back to the word friends. Okay. So you have somebody in your house. This always happens yep. to a dentist. So you're having your friends over from the cul-de-sac. Yep. And they're like, dude, right. you, you dropped my insurance. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So I'm a dental consultant. Right. Okay, so I have a kid that, came to my house and he's friends with my daughter. And he's like, what did you do with our dental office? We can't go there, our dental office. And I'm like, buddy, you don't understand. Like he works one out of four days for free. Like I'm trying to help him have, be a better yeah. person. So did you have any difficult, tell Listen, us about a difficult conversation with a friend. Well, no, you know what? You can still come to see us. We still accept the benefits. It's right. just the, the, the program's different, okay? okay? So what we found out is a lot of employers even if you're out of network, they actually pay 100% with the way they're contracted. Explain that. You have okay. to explain that. Okay. okay. All right. You have to explain that. So we have some uh, well, some school districts here in the Milwaukee area okay. that have uh, Dixie Devil. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're, you know, they have, we, we were in network and receiving less money because we are in network contracted fees. Okay. You know, and I, I'm, I'll just, I can say that we're, 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 we're accepting 79 bucks for a pro, for a pro fee. Right. All right. You get, we go out of network, we get our normal fee, which is 110 bucks. Mm -hmm. All right. You go out and with, with the school districts that were paying hundred percent, we were get we got the $110 and not the $69 once we went out of network. Yeah. Now there was other, there's other employers that are contracted differently. They only get 60%, right. but that can, and, 
and the big thing was obviously the payment goes to the patient. Right. So we had every patient. Uh, that was the biggest thing, and we we made sure all the patients knew that that they had to pay up front first. And so we, they pay up front when they when they're there at, at the time of service. Okay. Now there's a couple there's a couple versions of this, and I want you to right. explain how it works. So like the question is, do you file as a courtesy or do you do you go to the extreme where no we don't do any of that? We like, file as a courtesy. Okay. And Tell we'll us why. and we'll fight for the medical necessity if they're going to deny benefit because they're not thinking that it's a medical necessity we'll go to we'll go to bat for the patients you betcha i'll write a letter i'll get on the phone i'll talk to the consultant if you yeah. need to okay so i'm a patient tell me tell me what you're gonna like explain because i love this like okay. dude you're you're talking my jam so right. I, I want people to hear like i mean paraphrase or just like philo- sure. philosophically like i'm a patient how would you describe right. that to me look and we're, we're 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 going on a network doesn't mean that we're gonna lose you can't come to see us you're still right. gonna get benefits we don't know what the percentage is because every employer is contracted with the dental insurance company differently. So mm-hmm. it could be 60% of our fee. It could be 80% of our fee. It could be 100% of our fee and nothing's changed. The only right. thing that's changed is that you have the, the payment's going to be going to you at home. All right. So you have to, you have to pay us, take care of your fees at the time of service. Mm-hmm. And then within a couple weeks after we submit the, 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 uh, the claim for you, they'll, they'll pay you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, now I got to ask you, once you pull the trigger on this, yep. there's other things that happen. One of them is a potential smear campaign that you see like people say things about you, you know, or Dixie Dental yep. says things about yep. you. Everybody gets it. Yep. I have copies of these. Yep. Did it happen to you? We got, uh, we had two bad reviews in two years. Okay. From so, patients? From patients. Okay. So we had to, but what about so the insurance company itself? Do they send letters to your insured okay. patients? So Saying Bill Crinsey's a bad person. Great, great question. Okay. <laughs> so I know that- Hey, I'm 52. I don't care anymore. I know. I, know. So I know that a lot of the experts tell you that when you're going out of network, don't send a letter to your patients. Make sure you have that one-on-one contact. Right. We couldn't do that with 5,800 patients. Right. There's no way we could do that. So we had to send a letter. Right. And and we did, and I have copied the letter. You can post it on your if you want. I don't, that's fine. Yeah. But uh, uh, we sent the letter out, and then we had that center. That was that was our backbone. That was the back, our our foundation of our backbone of uh, of of the patients who were going to complain about it. Right. We sent a letter out. Oh, I didn't get it. Well, you you know we can look online. Yeah, is this your is this your email? Yes, it is. Well, it did. You did get it. And then we've got it all over the reception area we got the the letter posted so people are seeing it as they come in so they know that we've been that we've put you know gone out of network yeah and um but the insurance company itself did they send a letter to your patients so we did we did approach that in our letter yeah so we told the insurance company uh we told the patients that the insurance company may tell you that you can no longer see us and i simply said this simply is not true true we can still have our relationship and it's going to be one-on-one now. It's not going to be, you know, on the the head of some consultant that's sitting behind a desk. Right. Okay. I love this. Gosh, you are just, I want to make this a five hour podcast. (laughs) Okay. I have so many questions. Can I just ask? Okay. So you don't have to share like dollar percentages, but like percentage write off. How much were you writing off? All right. Uh, the the big big time. Uh, let's see. I, in fact, I brought a, a, a report. You can, you can think, look at uh, it if you want. It was back in 2018. I looked at a report and uh, I looked at a month where we 
we we produced over three hundred thousand, and and seventy five thousand was written off. Okay, and I said that's enough. Yeah, and that's when we started identifying that we needed to. What's our first thing? And that's when we started. Uh, well, we started um, not accepting any new patients unless they from from Dixie Dental unless they had a, a family member. Okay, and then that's when we started identifying all those patients in the morning huddle. In the morning huddle. In yeah. the morning huddle. Yeah. Talk about that. Go back to that. Okay. Because the morning huddle is really your key piece to orchestrate change. Can you explain why? Like, because you have a big practice. Yeah. You can't just say this once and go, everyone's got it. Yeah. Like, there are going to be moments, true or false, where you as a leader, you're like, we've already talked about this three times. You've just got to be c- tremendously consistent. And I love what you said. The morning huddle is the instrument, right? For for this part, it was. I mean, when we when we looked at our schedule and all those all those patients with capital letters, we're yeah. like, wow, today's today's a day that oh boy, yeah. you know we get, you know, and the hygienists would take take a take a lead too, and they'd start having a little discussion about it also. That's so they awesome. knew so before we get there. So yeah, okay. So you talked about the window where you're in the panic for six months. How does it sound now? Like. You work this morning. Yeah. What were your hours? I love this. Uh, seven to three. What? Yeah, seven Why to do you, three. You can't work seven to three. No one will come to your practice. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Stop it. I love you and uh, I love no. this. Well, I love that you, you okay. brought this to us. Why? So. Why do you like seven to three? Uh, well, it's uh, number two of the core values, work-life balance. Yeah, but seven to three, no one, no one's going to come to your office. Yeah, they come. Uh, they, that seven o'clock patients show up, Kurt. How long? The how, six o'clock patients at night don't show up. Okay, okay. They, they'll they'll cancel during the day, but those seven o'clock patients, they have their lives together and they want that appointment. They, yeah, it's it's great. Uh, okay, people if, show up. If you're a young dentist mm-hmm. and you're driving to work right now, yep. or if you're cleaning the garage or cutting the grass, I want you to hear what Bill just said. That is a life changing moment. Absolutely. True or false? Why? Absolutely. I've, I've got a great work life balance. When I got out of school, I worked. I worked five and a half days a week. I worked four and a half in the practice. I worked a half, uh, and then I worked a day as as a, as a faculty member getting out of out of school. Okay. And then I worked on Saturdays, and I did that for fifteen years. I mean, that was you know my baby boomer. I, that, our work ethic is there. I mean, my, right. I have two traditional old Italian parents, and you're going to work, and that's right. what I did. So I did that for you know fifteen years, and then another ten years when I didn't, I wasn't at faculty anymore. I worked as a dental consultant for another day. Yeah. So, but then I pulled back on Saturdays, and things were good. But you know, I was working evenings. We were working till eight too. That's crazy. I know. So you know, I do you I, miss I, it? I kinda, do you miss it? <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> I, I miss the fact that I didn't get to do homework and hang out yeah. with my kids that much at night. Well, I, and I'm joking, but I'm not joking. Like, yeah. this is an important thing. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm, I've done stupid stuff in my, you know, it's okay to make, it's okay to do these things, but to repeat them is the hard part. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, and I'm, I'm as, I'm way more thick headed than anyone listening to this or you or whatever. I'll, I have to hear something 30 times mm-hmm. before I'll go. And my wife will tell me it. 20 times, but I got to go to Scottsdale to hear somebody say something <laughs> and spend money. And, yeah, and right. I come back and I go, whoa, this is amazing. Like something. And she's yeah. like, okay, you flew all the way to Scottsdale. How much did it cost? And somebody told you what I've been telling you for 10 years and you're going to do it now. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, but they said it differently. Yep. Yep. So I'm just saying this, like time is life. Like 
I mean, I we're you and I are. I mean, you're pro, you're in better shape than I am, but like we're <laughs> we're both playing the back nine. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. time matters, right? It does. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm appreciating what I'm able to do right now. Um, you know, Sarah, who is uh, you know 20 years uh, my junior now. And she's gone to three days a week too. That's awesome. And your associate, you your, know, my partner, your partner, they're all, yeah. all partners. They're all partners. And, yep. And uh, so she's getting able. Her kids are all in that, those fun stages of athletics and stuff. So she's getting able to enjoy all that stuff. So, yeah. And Sarah, and, if you're listening, I, I meant partner. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So um, yeah, that's it's good. Okay. So I'm going to go back to my original yeah. question because right. I have more. Di- I, I have know. more aid. I have more distractions in my brain than anyone. So the point I was going to was today, you work seven to three. Tell us about the conversation around why don't you accept my insurance? Like what happens now compared to what was different? So if I come to your office Mm -hmm. today and I go, why don't you accept my insurance or how does this work? How do you guys describe it today? You know, when patients call and we and they tell us they have Dixie Dental, we just tell them that we are an out-of-network provider. What that means to you is is that we have uh, expect time, payment at the time of service, okay. and, and that's basically it. Mm-hmm. And all our new patients, they're just ingrained with that. There, there is nothing special, Kurt. There's no, there's no magic word after that. We had to retrain our old patients, yes, but now we're we're two and a half years out of this now. So yeah. we're not, we don't have to retrain those patients anymore. It's just office policy and they're accepting it. And, and that's, that's it. Okay. Share what you want about this. I don't, you don't have to go into extreme details, but like how much better is your practice now that you're out? Did it die? Are you making less money? Are you struggling? Right. So I was working four and a half days a week. Sarah mm-hmm. was working four days a week. We both go on down to three days a week. Okay. All right. Our youngest uh, partner, Tara's work schedule has stayed the same. All right. Coming back from COVID, we couldn't go, we, we didn't come back 100% with hygiene. We had four hygiene chairs working. All right. We couldn't do that because, you know, you kind of, you kind of ramped up coming out of COVID. So right. that was, that was two, you know, a little over two years ago. And, and so at that point, uh, we slowly, got our hygiene program back on schedule, all right? But the hygienists, you know, what do I say? I mean, I, we had, I had four hygienists who had been with me for over 30 years. Okay. And it was pretty much, and two of them almost 35 years. And in the last year and a half, four of them have retired, okay? So we've had a hard time finding a hygienist. So our hygiene practice is working at about 75% capacity right now. Right. And that's a problem because we've got, we've got patients that are still trying to get in. We got patients that we're scheduling on over 10 months now, 10 wow. months at least. And so, um, because of the workforce shortage, it's tough to get hygiene. Right. So that's our biggest thing right now. We could be, we, we could be killing it, killing it, but, uh, we have not had any revenue income shortage because of, and I've working one day less day a week. Sarah's working one less day a week, and we probably got a chair and a half a day less hygiene than we did prior. God, I love you guys. Okay, so that's the hygiene schedule. Yep. Tell me about what's the restorative schedule look like. Restorative schedule. Um, prior to it, we used to double book. Um, uh, 
uh, each doctor we'd have two we'd have two doctors at the office at the same time we'd we'd have two columns and double book and now we have two doctors and we have um a high production column and then we share a middle emergency column kind of the we were the old rock pebble sand appointments so all our rock appointments are single booked and then all that middle column is the pebble and the sand appointments okay excuse me i gotta ask you this This is one of my favorite questions about anything what you are very passionate about helping dentists like you are like i love it like you're so committed to it when you talk to other no i mean like a lot of the things that i learned about just what's going on in wisconsin you tell me and I'm like, no way. Yeah, stop. And you're passionate about it. Like, I love that. Like, you care about this profession. You care about these young dentists. What do most of them get wrong? As you're talking, like, like, because you're on this journey, you've lived nine lives doing it. When you talk to the younger dentists, so you're a part of a, an incredible study club that you get to see all dentists of all kinds, really young ones. And they're awesome. They're super more. What do they, when you're talking to them, what do they get wrong fundamentally? When it comes to insurance, insurance, yeah, to moving uh, away from PPOs, they're they're just simply afraid of losing revenue, losing patients. Yeah. I don't think none of them thought about losing staff. I don't think too many of them knew that. Right. That's what we were worried about the most. Because you know, I I wasn't worried about losing revenue at the time. Right. I was a little bit worried about losing patients, not from a revenue standpoint, but these are people I thought liked me. Right. You know, and you know, they they don't they don't care. Right. I mean, they, they'll have a nice conversation with you, but right. you know what? If insurance wasn't covering things, they would go down the road. But when you did good dentistry and you take care of them, you show that, you know, you, you, you have good skill, care, and judgment, compassion when you're doing your treatment, those patients, and they're coming back. They are coming back. Yeah. You know, it took a little while. They'd go, they'd go down the road for, you know, two or three appointments, and then they come back. And it's... Uh, uh, they're very appreciative and they're willing to pay a little bit more out of pocket because of that. Yeah. I have so many questions. Okay. Yep. So, so that's like, what they get wrong. They're just, I think they're just afraid. Okay. You know, they, they're afraid of getting beat down. Right. Okay. So one of the things that I run into is I'm talking to dentists and they have, you know, I ask them questions and then you're like, wow, that's fascinating. So I'll ask a dentist or two dentists that are partners. Like, how many patients do you have? Like, we have 5,500 patients. I'm like, okay, how many dentists? They'll go, two. Here's my question. How many patients do you really need? You guys have learned a lot. For you, how many patients do you need based on what you've learned? When you say patients, you're talking active patients? Total active active patients, patients. which you've seen in the last 18 months. Yep, so 18 months, that's what we identify as active patients. Yeah. Uh, I think... uh, a per thousand, doctor, a thousand to twelve hundred. Okay, and remember, Bill works three days a week, mm-hmm. and you know Sarah works three days a yep. week, and Tara. So you're talking a thousand patients per doctor. How many in hygiene? I mean, if you had to guess, uh, right now we're probably getting close to three chairs of eight hours. So we're looking at. Um, uh, what do I want to say? 120, probably 240, 300 hygiene patients a month. Yeah. Okay. I love this. So that's my point yeah. is yeah. like, again, if you're listening, like you don't need to be everyone's right. dentist. Right. Can you talk about that? Like you're in Wisconsin, you're in New Berlin. It's yeah. a growing area. Right. Why wouldn't you want to be everyone's dentist? Well, uh, 
<laughs> I do kind of want to be everybody's dentist, but but a certain but no. you're looking for a certain patient, though. Yeah, you are. You want somebody who, and that's that's the beauty of where we're at in New Berlin. You know, it's a middle upper middle class community. Yeah. People appreciate their teeth. They're willing to spend a little extra time and effort to, to to maintain things, and they, you know, they will listen to you if that trust and value is there. Right. I know. And if people leave, it's probably, it's, it's probably, it's our fault. We did something wrong along the way. We didn't communicate well to them. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't express the treatment plan or, or you know, the, the needs that they need uh, well enough. And that's why they left. So, you know, it, it falls back on us, the leaders in the practice, Yeah, you know, our team will just do whatever we want them to do if, you know, but basically if we're not, if we didn't back a hygienist who wanted to do a rip planning, you know, I hear it all the time. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, go back to that. Yeah, You're okay. opening up cans of worms for me. I know it. I could go on forever. Here I love this, you, man. I, I am bouncing. I mean, I got to have to text my wife. For, like, I'm not coming home for a while. So stop, here's stop, the stop. So talk about this. The alignment between three partners. So we have a lot of practices now. Yeah. We have practices that are single doctor practice. We now have doctors that we have six doctor practices. You have a three doctor partnership. How important is the alignment of the three of you? And its impact. Immensely important. Why? Because if the team doesn't see that we're together, if they see mom and dad are, are arguing and getting a divorce, they're not going to back us. They're not going to, they're not going to be all in. They're not going to follow us. So they need to know that we are all on the same page. Right. So give me a specific, anything specifically come to mind, like, uh, uh, and I'll, 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 I'll give you a second to okay. think about it. Okay. Like I always say this to my leadership team, like right. we don't have to agree. Right. But let's get crazy aligned right now. So, cause we're going to cascade this and they're going to look at our eyes. They're not, you know, they're not going to look sure. at our lips. Like sure. they're going to look at our eyes. Like, are we all in? And Sarah and I, who've been married for 23 years, our kids actually exploit us. They're like, they look back and forth. Like yep. who's, who's the weakest one here? Yep. Like I'm that. just going to yep. totally yep. work yep. the weakest one, sure. you know? So sure. how does that work in your practice? Well, I think there was a learning curve in the beginning when every, when each of my current partners joined yeah. and uh, they were, there was a lot of asking questions earlier and we still do. I mean, we look at radiographs and cases together and pit new patient stuff every day together yeah. and, and we grow on it together. And uh, I, I think that's, that's the value of it. I mean, and yeah. we bounce stuff off. We make sure we have a partners, even though we all have different schedules, we make sure we have a partners meeting scheduled regularly. And that's important that we talk about and we'll write down stuff that the staff's concerned about or what we need to discuss. And yeah, it's communication. That's where, yeah. we're, that's where we're doing it. And that's where we keep it together. Yeah, I absolutely love it. Okay, so now that you're out of network, okay. here's my question. What's next? Like, where are you going next? I love watching what you do because you're always going to do something cool. And I'll never forget, I went. To, I spoke to the De Wisconsin Dental Forum, which yep. was a great group. So you're sitting in the back. I come sit with you and your two partners. Like, I gave you a big hug like I always do. And you go, dude, we're out. And, like, mm -hmm. I saw the excitement on your face. Like, yeah. I'm just so excited, you know. And it's almost like you escaped, you know. And now yeah. I want to know what's on the future road okay. for Bill Crinzy. What sure. are you doing? Well, I'm 61 years old. Okay. Oof. 
And and you're I, young, sixty-one. You know, you're and healthy. Again, and, and that's the thing. I, you know, I went from four days a week to four and a half days a week to three days a week. Yeah. And everybody, you know, I, I have friends that I'm golfing with, and they said, "When are you going to pull the plug?" And I said, "Hey, you know what? I just went from four and a half days a week to three days a week. I feel <laughs> retired right now, and I'm working straight through seven to three, three days a week. That's it. Yeah. And I love it. I, I said I can do this for another ten years, yeah. no doubt. As long as I'm healthy, and as long as my partners think I'm valuable, and I'm not just taking up space, and I'm still worth something there, yeah. I'm going to keep going." You got to keep going. I like it. I love the relationships that I have with my patients. But why? Tell me why. Why wouldn't you want to just pull the parachute plug at 61 oh, just get I the hell out of here? Oh, I, don't, I like what I do. I, I think really that's do. Powerful. You know? and I like my staff. I love my staff. Um, yeah. They're wonderful people. I mean, we're a family. I mean, it's, okay. you know, we cry together. And we just had four people that were with us for 30, 30, 35 years and they just retired. And it's like, this is tough. Okay, go back to that. Okay. I'm 32 and I'm listening to you. Mm-hmm. What do you want to tell me about this? Like, uh, like, okay, Bill, you understand. Like, this is hard. Like, I got little kids. Like, I'm, yeah. like, I want a little bit of what you're saying. Like, give me some advice. I'm 32, and I own my own practice. I just, I just purchased a practice. I have so much debt. You don't yeah. understand. Well, you gotta like what you do, and you gotta like the people that you're working with. Yeah. And you gotta continue your education huge. You gotta find a program to go to, and we travel a lot. All three of us travel a lot. Where, mm-hmm. like you said, you mentioned earlier that we're spear. Prior to that, we used to go. I used to be. I don't know if you heard of Bill Strupp back yeah, in the day. Yeah, love Bill. Bill. Bill Strupp, Howard Chess, and guys in Florida were great. You know, Peter Dawson, my part, my senior part, or the, my partner that I joined when I was, and he was a big Dawson uh, disciple. So, you know, we we grew up just. You know, continuing education, it, it, it just, it's not only you learning the clinical aspects and staying on top of the, what's state-of-the-art there, but it's the people that you meet at these meetings that, that just keep you refreshed yeah. and just keep you going. And, uh, you know, the, the camaraderie that you get and the discussions that you have at breaks with these people, it's invaluable. Amen. So I would just tell these people to make sure you, you know, that your education doesn't stop at school. And I have friends that... You know, I've been out and they, you know, they barely went to anything mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, you know, they, they made it, they made it on their own, but they're, they're, they're curmudgeons. Yeah. <laughs> you guys were at the last time I ever saw Pete Dawson yeah. alive. Yes, we were. And Pete Dawson gave you one heck of an endorsement, Dindy. Well, Boy, I wasn't there, there but they stop. Right. This is yeah. not, no, stop. Oh, no, I got it. No, I, I got it. Stop. That's not the Pete point. Pete Dawson has it thinks the world of you, Kurt. And to have a man of that stature give you the compliments that you got, that was amazing. We the three of us looked at each other, Sarah and Tara and I just yeah. went, Whoa, wow. that's pretty awesome. So I yeah. feel grateful. Yeah. Like yep. um he's an amazing man yeah. and uh, yes. I went to his funeral and yeah. I told my wife, like it was not a good time for us as a family. We were crazy busy and yeah. like I had yep. no I didn't have a sliver yep. of time. I'd look at my wife, I go, I'm going. Yep. I flew down there and I was standing yeah. in line for two hours to pay my respects from somebody from Japan. I'm like, you're from Japan? Yes. How wow. long? 22 hours. Yeah. I go, yeah. when are you flying back? Well, I'm going to the airport right now. I'm like, that's ridiculous. And the person said, like, you don't understand the impact this person yeah. had on my life. I know. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I read so, his book. It's, it's moving. It's good. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 My, My point is this, like I, I could be walking down, I could be walking down any street at a cool course. And I'm going to run into you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Kohler. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I turn around. Yeah. Bell, yeah. What's up, buddy? Yeah. How you yeah. doing? So, um, yeah. Vegas, yeah. Chicago, wherever. I think, yep. I think yep. the lesson yep. in that is like, listen, if you're listening to the podcast, it's not like we're super cool and we hang out with cool people. Just put yourself in the arena. Show up. Right. Be there. Make right. a commitment to be there. Right. Um, and actually, now that I think of it, um, that was Henry, Henry Gremion's last day that I saw him alive, too. Oh, okay. You know, he passed wow. away, unfortunately, right after that. Yes. He spoke right after me, yeah. or right before me, I can't remember. Right. Um, and I remember giving him a big hug, and that's the last time I saw him. Yeah. Right. You know, and he was just one of the most brilliant yeah. men ever of all time. So be there, just show yeah. up. These people impact your lives. And the whole point is to pass this legacy on in a great dental practice. Now I got one last question. That's probably not true. I probably have 30. <laughs> okay. So, um, this journey, like in, in out now that you're out of network, yeah. like what, are your days like? How do you right. feel? Like, give us some last final perspective on right. out of network. Well, you know, we're out of network and we're, we're growing. I mean, uh, we're, we're on the tail end of a remodel that started back in January in our practice. We've been staying open through that. So we're getting a fresh new look in the practice. Uh, patients are liking that. They're seeing that, you know, we care and, you know, about the way things look about that. Um, we're posturing for another, uh, another partner. Um, what? We, oh yeah, we, we've got somebody identified that uh, before they started dental school, and now they're in a residency, and we're hoping that um, all the, everything aligns, and uh, within a, within a short period of time, we already have that fourth desk already already milled in with the millwork and the remodel. So, so do you go so, down to one day a week? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it, you know, there's opportunities everywhere. Yeah, there's some there's some uh, people in the New Berlin area that are looking to maybe. Uh, retire and can approach us and maybe we want to grow with their patients. So That's there's awesome. lots of, I don't want to. You've got I options. Know, you got options. You got so options. yeah, I am, um, I, I, we, we're going to travel. My wife and I are going to travel. We like it. I'm a big golfer. So um, I take a lot of time off in the summer, play a lot of golf tournaments. Uh, in the winter, we're going to go places warm a little bit more than we have. So there'll be more travel. So there will be definitely room for m another doctor in the practice Yeah, and keep going. So I yeah. love this story, buddy. And I, you know, again, it's nothing different than everybody else. It's, you yeah, know, it's kind of the dream. And you know how this works. Like you, you were like, I was just talking to Bill Robbins before yeah, you came in yeah. and good Bill, guy. Bill, yeah, good guy. oh, Bill reminds me all the time. Kirk, you know, you got to just. Breathe in every once in a while because you're going to walk into the room and you're going to be the youngest guy. And then yeah. you're going to take another breath and then you're like middle of the path. And then one day you're going to walk in the room. And you're like, I'm the oldest dude in the room. And <laughs> and like we all have a responsibility to yeah. make the campfire better than we found it. You know what I mean? And nice. he, he taught me that. And I, yeah, I tell good. my son that and he's like, Dad, we don't camp. I'm like, that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I think it means a lot from Bill. He's got that southern accent. He's got that. That's so endearing when he says some things. But it's endearing because yeah, this profession yeah, is yeah. near and dear to your heart. Yeah. Like it's been an yeah. amazing way to create value yeah. for people. And so yeah. my hope is if you're listening, like no matter where you're at, everybody's got to start somewhere. You know, you started somewhere and I don't care if you're 100% PPO, you know, you work yourself up to, you know, 70% PPO. And then, like you said, in the 40% right. PPO. And then once you have enough 
confidence and you've got a great team and you've got a great infrastructure, then you can start to execute and you're going to be okay. I, is there anything that we haven't chronicled in your journey that you would say, Kirk, this is important for people to know that are listening about your PPO journey? No, I just, uh, don't be afraid. Right. That's it. Just don't be afraid. I, I think sometimes you get beat down out there and, and, and you're worried about people not liking you and, and leaving and that's going to happen. Yeah. But uh, if you're doing everything right, you're providing good dentistry, you're, you're, you're off, your, your team is, is caring and compassionate. Those people are going to see that it's, it's not better somewhere else and it's worth a little extra to come back. 100%. One last question. Mm-hmm. That's not true. <laughs> I'm going to lead you with this question. I know. So anyone you've ever met that's gone out of network, have you ever met anybody out of network that's like, ah, oh, that was the dumbest thing I've ever done? No. Not one? Not one. Come on. Not even one no. person. No. That's like, dude, I went non, I went out of network and it was terrible. Yeah. No. Me neither. No. 25 years. I don't know. Never met one. What's your point? <laughs> my point is this is like I know, I have just you know we're having fun I know, I know, but 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 um but we can also empathize know. you know like oh, there's there's a lot on the table this isn't like changing the wall colors in your office or deciding to do different procedures this yeah. is a major fundamental right. shift right. in the way you do business right absolutely you know and so your 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 family depends on it your team members family depend on it you know, your future depends on this. And so you you hallucinate about all these things. And what I want to share with you, and, and like, the, Bill, this has been amazing. Like, I, I want to have you back again and again and again and again and again. And again and again and again. We're going to yeah, cover other thanks. topics. But, like, if you're listening, I want you to know, like, it, there is there is hope on the other side. All you got to do is take small steps in the right, right. direction. You'll be okay. And. So what if you make a mistake here? And right. There? I've made a bunch of them earlier. I, you know, I'd go back and I would not be working five and a half days a week when I was younger. No way. Yeah. But, and, and, you know, that's probably something I would tell them that are young dentists right now is why are you working so hard? Yeah. You know, I've got colleagues out there that are opening up three, their third practice. And I'm like, man, why? but you know what? That's their passion then, and that's right. what they do. You, right, know? Right. I, you know, so I, I appreciate that, and I respect that. Yeah. I want to learn to play tennis. Yeah. <laughs> it's pickleball I don't, now. I, don't, I know, but I, 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 you know, I play tennis, and my family makes fun of me because it looks like I'm playing bad. <laughs> I don't want a third practice. I want to learn how to play tennis. I know. Or, I or know. Go, you're going to take me golfing probably one Absolutely. time. And then you're going to check that box and go, we've done that. You should probably golf with somebody else. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I like to play other fairways when yeah. we're... <laughs> Well, you get, the, you get the full value of your, of your, your round that What's day. your handicap? I got to know. I have a I have a 3.3 index. That's ridiculous. No, it's... You it, should be giving me golf lessons. My wife would tell you that's because you're not in the practice working or you're not at home with the kids enough. <laughs> no, I, I grew up... It was, you know... Yeah. I got... I, I'm a pretty simple guy. I got three passions. My family, you know, God, my family... Golf and dentistry. I mean, yeah. that's that's where it's at. And uh, so I noticed where you put dentistry. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Last. It's okay. Yeah, buddy, you are the best. Thanks. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. Well, I I hope you know we get to somebody out there that's struggling with this this whole plan. I hope we can uh, change their mind and um, feel free to call me. I Kirk, give them my my email address or more. I'm more than happy to mentor him and walk him through it. Yeah. 
Dude, you're the best. Yep. Yep. So if you're listening to the podcast and you're not taking notes, don't worry. We took notes for you. <laughs> so flip up to the notes. I don't care if it's on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. If you just flip up, you're going to see everything that Bill said. We make notes out of it. We put links in there so you can reach out to Bill. And uh, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to have you back and again and again and again. Thanks, Thank man. you very much for this opportunity. I'm honored. Oh, it is my pleasure. And I'm crazy honored. But uh, stick around. We say goodbye to everybody right. else. But thank you guys for listening or watching. Watching the best practices show. Um, I don't know. This is just fun. I love this. I love this profession. Uh, I'll leave it with one last thought. Like this profession is incredibly noble. There's great people out there. No matter how tough you think it is, it's okay if you make one step to make things a little bit better. You can have a better practice and better life. You can work three days a week. You can have what you always dream. You just got to be around the right people or the right thinking or and get the right team around you. And I promise you, there is a better place. There is a better place. So always be looking for that. So until we see you guys next time or you hear from us next time, keep watching the best practices show. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.